got a pocket full of condoms, lot of fudge systems, yeah. got drugs on the island, I'm counting in the kitchen, feel like I see better, when I really can see, shawty, hungrier than ever, but I still can't eat, little veggies pull me up, drugs on my rider, I smoke too much, can't go much higher, guess that depends, drunk gas on fire, over, over, again, so turn me up, I can't go quiet, on Torias, I'm big with the vibe, can't open up, but I can't go higher, over, over, again, yeah, sleep well, let me get my rest, you know I never can, replaying all in my head, over, what is going on welcome back it's episode let me check we should be on 18 today is sunday the 24th of july we're in the midst of some summer heat and it's everywhere it's all over the, the Midwest. It's all over the South. Shit all over the walls. The UK is melting. What a fucking exaggeration that was. They they said a runway. I didn't even... I, welcome back to the What the Hill podcast. Look at me. I'm just jumping right into it. I'm your host, Drew Hill. They said a fucking runway in the UK was literally melting. And I thought of uh, chocolate fondue. Because that's what you think of. When you hear the word melting, you think of ice cream and uh, and fondue. Ooh, it's, is it fondue or fondue? I'm fond of it, but it's fun. Let's jump into it. We got a full, uh, I missed Thursday. So my deepest, most sincere apologies for that. Um, I was busy. <laughs> That's my excuse. I wish I had something better to say than... Uh, then yeah, I just I got busy and I didn't do it. So, you know, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. And uh I guess all my listeners suffer, all twelve. I'm always shitting on myself. I I got more than twelve listeners, just so you guys know. Alright, so if you think like why am I still one of those twelve people, you know, fuck off, first off. Second, there's more than twelve, okay? And yet none of you write into this podcast at what the hill podcast at gmail.com. Look at that. Look at that plug. And if you if you listened to last week's, uh, I think I, I did it last Monday, then you now know the correct way to use plug. And you don't use it with another word that talks about feminine parts. Okay? We've cleared, that, we've cleared the air on that one. Also last week, I talked about a, uh, a kid in a wheelchair who was playing basketball and dribbling between his legs. And it was a, it was a, I mean, I shit on him a little. I shit on the situation, not on him. I made jokes. I couldn't help myself. Uh, but then, ironically, that same day on Sports Center, they showed wheelchair basketball. What are the chances of that? I've never seen wheelchair basketball on Sports Center. They showed it, and they showed a highlight of a dude hitting a, a half court buzzer beater, um, and the USA defeated Israel on a last second shot. And then they all just hoisted him up in celebration in his chair. No, nah, that part's not true. What if he hit that shot and he just was so excited he just stood up? <laughs> his legs fucking worked. 
Oh, man. Just brings him back to life. The chances of that, though, being on ESPN and SportsCenter, right after I just got done, you know, making jokes about some some kid at the uh, at the gym. What an ass I am. Just never going to grow up, are you? Uh, while we're at it, I'm, I meant to mention last week. The pods are getting out of control, okay? They're everywhere. And it's not the AirPods, okay? Think about this. You now have vape pods. Uh, just ask Brittany Griner. You have Tide pods. You have AirPods. Google even has nap pods. What? I saw a, uh, they call it a storage pod for when you're moving your stuff. Doesn't a device that goes in your ear called an AirPod, does, does that match what a nap pod looks like? Does that match what a Tide pod looks like? Why are they calling them pods? Let's look up the definition of a pod. Are we misusing the word pod? Why is everything a fucking pod? P-O-D. Pod. Well, and then you got podcasts. That was the first thing that po- that popped up. It was actually a link to my own podcast. Look at that. I'm supporting myself. Uh, pod definition. Biatch. Dictionary.com defines it as an elongated seed. It says elongated seed vessel of uh, leguminous. Leguminous? L-E-G-U-M-I-N-O-U-S. You you say that. Leguminous plant, such as the pea, splitting open on both sides when ripe. Leguminous. That's how you say it. Why, why are they going to put difficult-ass words in the in a definition, making me look stupid? I swear, I mean, I can't really read, but I, I do good. Um, a detachable or self-contained unit on an aircraft, spacecraft, vehicle, or vessel having a particular function. The torpedo sensor pod contains a television camera. Those are the only two definitions for pod. None of them say Apple's AirPods. Verb. Bear or form pods. The peas have failed to pod. Remove peas or beans from their pods prior to... So three out of the four talk about peas. Should make sense, right? Two peas in a pod. Is that why they put... They ought to call the AirPods peas. And then the two pieces, the two peas go in the pod. And the, the AirPods is actually like the case. What you're putting in your in your ears is just pee. And now, clearly, you got to differentiate that from urine. People aren't pissing in their ears unless they're playing shitty music. Then you are pissing in your ear, your own. And you should be shamed for it. I saw more kids playing basketball today. And in a five-on-five game, four of them had AirPods in. Four. You're playing a sport and you're listening to probably the new Drake album because you just have to be bad. I think I think kids that are bad at sports listen to AirPods. Otherwise, you're good enough to know that if you're a good enough athlete, you got to be in tune with the game. So much of your balance and like you just your motion of your body comes from your ears. And... I don't know. As a basketball player, formerly, 
so much of the game is like just sound and knowing what to listen for. Maybe an exaggeration a bit, but what animals live in a pod? Um, pod is first recorded in the 19th century English to indicate a herd of whales, dolphins, porpoises, porpoises, seals, and other such creatures. Interesting. Again, none of them say tide, vape, air, or nap. What is a group of pods called? Interesting. Apple. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that. A group of pods, related or unrelated, run on a cluster. So people who all wear AirPods are called a clusterfuck. What is a pod in business? Even better. Paid on demand. What are pods and nodes? You guys think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going. Pods are simply the smallest unit of execution in the fuck they did it again. Kubernetes consisting of one or more containers each What's what's a binary? <laughs> this is talking about like IT stuff. Again, making me look stupid. What is a worker pod? Even better. Now, no, it's using that K word again. Uh, let's look up this. I got to type with one hand. Why are they? What do you mean they? Who are you calling they? They call. Why are they called? And the first one that comes up, deviled eggs. The Flint Hills killer whales, French fries, semi trucks. Fossil fuels, wisdom teeth. Wife, why are they called wife beaters? I don't know. Can't figure that one out. Someone had to Google that. Um, sperm whales. What are people? What are people googling these days? Series jumping to a lot of conclusions. Why are they called uh, AirPods? This ought to be good. Why are AirPods called AirPods? That's what popped up. All right, here we go. Apple's been found using the the word air in their products. A-I-R, not uh, E-R-R-O-R. Even though half the time their shit's fucked up. In their products and software before, AirPlay and MacBook Air are two common examples. Simply put, the light, pleasant connotations that the word air stirs up align pretty well with Apple's forward-facing brand. So from a simple marketing perspective, it's an easy choice. What a bullshit article. It just air sounds so light and fluffy that it makes people happy like they're floating on a cloud. Oh, you mean like the Apple? I like the cloud? What cloud? It's not actually a cloud. Did you know that? You gotta go tell Grandpa. Apple's AirPods are a sign of the future. Yeah, and the future is not fucking bright. I'm just going to get more pissed off. I'm going to stop right there. Fuck the pods. All of them. Stupid. Anything that's a pod is just dumb. You got these teenagers listening to AirPods all fucking day. You lose one, okay? You lose one, you got to buy another one. Because they, they should be like magnetic and just stick to each other. That way if I'm going to lose one, I lose both. That way I lose all hope. You got kids eating Tide Pods because they're dumb as shit. 
You got people smoking vape pods. Just go back to cigarettes, you fools. Oh, well, this one smells like cotton candy. You Can you imagine how many people would be smoking back in the 1920s if it tasted like candy? Outrageous. But that's how they get you, you know? We're going to we're going to shame the uh the cigarette companies for just saying, "Oh yeah, we put like rat shit in in those cigs." And there's lots of tobacco in there. It's definitely not good for you. And they just take a beating, right? But then these vape companies, which has been shown that vaping is also not good for you. Maybe not as bad as smoking cigs. I don't know. I'm not a scientist here. I'm also not a smoker, but you can't tell me that these vape companies coming out with every single flavor, like blue raspberry and uh, red, like like these delicious flavors aren't enticing young people to also smoke. And yet nobody's shaming them. Well, guess what? The What The Hill podcast is now shaming vape companies. Fuck them. I got distracted by Instagram. I got a notification. I have a new follower. But it's for my... Uh, the card the card business. People don't follow me for this. Who are we joking? Um what was the oh, nap pods. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing bad to say about nap pods. Just call it a, just call it a nook. Right? That's got no sexual connotation to it. Well I'm just just all cozy up in my nook. <laughs> but anyway. Uh what do we want to talk about? Here's my random thought of the day, okay? Random thought of the day is, uh, you know how Netflix, when you turn it on and the Netflix comes up across the screen on that all black screen, red lettering, and it goes, dum dum. I'm going to do that for you guys again. Netflix pops up on the black screen, red lettering, dum dum. Do you think that they intended for that to mirror the sound of Law and Order? Like right after they find the victim's body, it goes, dum dum. Right? They just took that second note and doom. They just extended it a little bit like a piano key. Somebody pressed a piano key and it just, they just held it. Law and order is quick. Doom, doom. Like, oh, fuck. Here we go. We're jumping right into it. Where Netflix goes, doom, doom. Like, there's a world of possibilities beyond the store. I think that's what they did. Law and order is doom, doom. It's such a iconic sound that uh, Netflix is they're like trying to trademark it almost they're stealing it it's copyright infringement it's very close to it it was gonna draw people in because you I mean I'll be honest if I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking a meal and I hear doom doom I'm like who just died is this SVU they handle the most heinous crimes in New York City, a special unit. <laughs> I can't even do it. I should know it by memory. I've seen so many of those episodes. That uh, that detective that's always got the, the temper issue, but still somehow always has a job. And then you got Ice-T who just sits back. Sits back like he's thinking of a rap in his head. <laughs> but really it's just on the... Think about this. What if they put Law & Order on... Netflix. So then you heard dum 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 dum. That's a fucking winner right there. 
But anyway, that was my random thought of the day. Why do these things pop into my head? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. I got a unique brain here. It's not very good at a lot of things. But it is good for uh, letting it. Vonda. Um, The notary business that was started did not take me up on the advertisement. So I hope in the last week that they've had zero customers, zero business growth. And uh, clearly... It's not very profitable because they, they have no money to put towards marketing and, and advertisement. An offer for a $1 ad is extraordinarily low. You're not going to find anything better. Unless you can find, like, it's the dollar general of advertisements, okay? It's the dollar tree of marketing right here on this podcast. You know what you're going to get. You need one item. You need promotion. You're gonna get that item, and you're gonna leave. Okay, we're even. We're we're below the Walmart level. That said, everybody knows. You walk into Dollar General or Dollar Tree, you're gonna get a good deal. And you're probably walking out with more than what you intended to go in and buy. So, just saying, if anybody else would like to advertise, um, let me know. Right into the podcast, what the hell podcast at gmail.com. It'll be free for you. Um, every other notary business will pay a dollar a week for an advertisement. Also, you can write your own. You can write your own script of what you want me to advertise, and I'll put it out there for the world for free. I may uh, I may tweak the the small print on what I can add to it. I gotta make it fun. So if you write a boring ad. Nobody's gonna like you. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully they got no business. Um, and that's uh, that's how I treat my followers. <laughs> I'm just on one today. Holy shit! Hey, I was looking for internet. We're moving into a home this weekend. Um, I think we got closed Friday. And of course. I got to set up, uh, I just set up electric company stuff and internet, and I was looking at um, AT&T, they got the fiber internet, but it's not, they only offered me, they're offering me internet for $55, but up to 25 megabytes, megabit, yeah, megabytes, MBPS, whatever it is, anyway, any you guys know, anything electronic, IT, like, I just, doesn't jive, does not jive, but I do know that with Cox Internet, C-O-X, that's right. That's not just like a, a gay internet company. Um, with Cox, and I did go with Cox. I just want to keep on dropping that Cox, 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 Cox. Um, I went with Cox Internet, and they're not going to fuck me in the ass on this because I think I got a good deal. It was, I'm paying like 50 bucks a month, and where is it? Where is it? I think I can get a hundred. Yeah, I get a hundred for fifty bucks. Cause you know, if you go any more than that, when you get the unlimited mega super duper package, you, dude, run a. Uh, I I do know this. Okay, I've had enough internet problems in Abilene. You go onto your phone, you pull up Google and do a home internet test. You can actually see. Just type that in on Google home internet test, and you can actually see it'll it'll gauge. The up, I guess the upload and download speeds 
for your internet at home. And I guarantee you, if you're getting 100 or 200, 500, you're not actually getting that. You're getting like 10% of that. So you're overpaying. The only thing that you really get out of some of those bigger packages where you're paying $100 or more is that you get unlimited internet. With the 50, uh, I guess the 100 for 50 bucks, no contract, okay? No one's tying me down. I'm a free agent at all times. Um, no contract, which was nice. The other ones had contracts. I can use my own equipment or I can use theirs. Theirs is free, okay? There's a, there's a plus. There's this free. And um, it's not unlimited, but it's 1.25 terabytes. And I looked up, like, how fucking much do you have to just stream TV and watch a bunch of stuff and, and do home business stuff to exceed 1.25? And they said that's a lot for one month. So I feel good. And if we start exceeding that, I'm just going to start. That's my that's my cue to start deleting streaming services. At that point, kids, get get outside. Go play. Um, but daddy it's cold it's winter time put on a jacket they'll be all right that'll be my cue if we start busting that internet bust it open then uh streaming services are gonna have to go to the loop bye bye but i think i got a good deal what was the whole point of saying that uh why did i go into that oh anyway at&t while i while i had to wait on their page to load and there's a found good deals in my my neighborhood and then it popped up with one deal wasn't that good obviously if you're getting beat out by a company called cox and you're at&t that's a red flag while i was waiting though it said humming while holding your nose is not possible so now i challenge all of you currently listening to this to plug your nose and try to hum And really squeeze. You got to really squeeze your nose. If you're humming at all, squeeze your nose just a little bit tighter. You can't do it. You can maybe like irk out a little bit, but uh, you learn something new every day. So although AT&T does have terrible offers in, in Derby, Kansas, the one thing it does have is fun facts. So education. Education is important. And they need to be educated on their deals because they are trash. Also, T-Mobile has internet because uh, they remind me all the time through email that if I bundle internet and phone service, then I get some spectacular deal. And 50% off all these other streaming services because then if you get the f- – you, the more streaming services that you set up with T-Mobile when, they, when you get their deal, the more that you're going to stream this stuff, which means the bigger bundle you got to get to pay for their internet. I see what they're doing. I see right through this the whole shenanigans, okay? But I did see if they service my area, and they don't. I get like 20 bucks off on my internet bill. And I did the math. And in, in a year, that's like 360 bucks. Is that right? Did I do that math right? Oh, shit, no, 240. I added, I added a 12 to it. 120. Yeah, but still, 250 off a year. Just uh, to have, you know, you're just switching from... All internet companies are trash, let's be honest. Switching from one internet company to the to the next trashy one, but you save 250 bucks in the process. But they I think they lock you into a contract, and I don't like those. The nice thing is, anytime I'm in a contract, I can normally get out of it being military. That is like the, the caveat. But you gotta have... 
Some of them are just so dicey with it. You gotta have orders. And mm, did you give us thirty days notice? No, I just got notified last week I was leaving. Well, sorry, sir. We need thirty. And then you just want to punch them. They're the worst. Absolute worst. Hey, here's something that happened. Somebody in my household. That's right. In this very household. Put away toaster strudel. Which I hope the youth are still eating. Toaster strudel is phenomenal. If, you, if you're if you a Pop-Tart person over toaster strudel, I don't like you. Quit listening. Quit listening. Pop-Tarts. I used to eat Pop-Tarts until I was exposed to the strudes. The strudes, when you, when you toast them correctly and you put that icing on, right? The only thing that pisses me off about the strudes is the uh, when you open the icing, it's just real, it's real hit and miss, right? It just never opens correctly. Somehow you like you're going to rip the top open. Next thing you know, you just you basically just did surgery on this package of icing. It's blood spilling everywhere, and then you're like literally smearing the icing on instead of being able to like drizzle it on like in the commercials. It's an art form. It really is, and that's how kids learn when they're young. Got to be delicate with that icing. Anyway, Pop-Tarts are dry, okay? Brown sugar cinnamon, I'll give you that. Outside of brown sugar cinnamon, the rest of them are trash. Look at the back. Look at a label on on a Pop-Tart. Those things in one package have like 75 grams of sugar and carbs. 75. That's like a 20-ounce root beer soda. It's terrible for you. That is awful. Now, strudel's not much better, but it's not as bad. And it's fresher, right? It's coming right out of the toaster. Maybe that's part of the problem, too. I never toasted my Pop-Tarts because then they get a little bit crispy on like the actual breading. All to say that somebody in this household put one strudel back in the freezer. I woke up to this the other day, and... Uh, I was tired until I saw what lied before my eyes, and instantly I was I was wide awake. He has risen because I was appalled at what I was uh, having to deal with to start my day. There are two spots in a toaster, unless you're bougie and then you got four. There should be no odd number of spots in a toaster. Always even number spots. So you got two in your standard American family toaster. And when I opened the strudel package, there was one. Now here's the kicker. You're saying, what's the problem with that? There's somebody left one. Cook that shit. Even if you didn't want it at the time, you would have eaten it at some point during the day. You could have just nuked it real quick. The kicker is there was two icings. One one strudel, two icings. So I went from outrage to, you know, you got to look at the positives. I get to put two packages of icing on one strudel. That's a, I dream about that. But then I, I never do it because I'm always I'm like, at some point, I'm going to have less icings than I have toaster strudel. That, that ratio... Wouldn't it be great if they just put in like, so you have your, your your pack of like six strudels and then they give you like 10 icings. So at some point in, 
in your uh you know your rendezvous with your strules in the morning you, you know you wake up and you're like you know what i'm gonna throw another icing on this one i did the old surgery right the icing's not drizzled where i want it to good thing i have a backup they're getting stingy with the strudel icing, like you know, like Chick-fil-A sauce. They're like, well, how many do you want? Just grab a handful and throw it in the bag. I'll use it later. So I say, a handful. <laughs> That's the trick. How many do you want? Ah, about a handful. Then they don't know. They literally, hopefully, whoever you're talking to has big hands. You can't. They actually sell Chick-fil-A uh, sauce in stores, if you guys didn't know that. I don't know which ones. I think it's at Walmart. I think. But I definitely use it at home when I make chicken. So it uh, it cuts down on my cravings to actually go to Chick-fil-A because I still get, you know, a little bit of the nostalgia of it. But my day went from uh, from bad to good. Why somebody would still only leave one strudel in the freezer, I don't understand that. I think it's criminal. We should find that person. They shall be punished. This is... Well, we definitely won't have a repeat offender. It will it will be dealt with. But that said, what a considerate thought to leave an icing. But that also means that somebody had a toaster strudel with no icing. What is wrong with you? Who does that? Who eats just a plain toaster strudel, no icing? The whole point of toaster strudel is the icing. Come on, people. I know you agree with me. Is it crazy that I got that upset about it? <laughs> Probably. But, you know, I take my toast rule game serious. I, the strawberry cheesecake is on top. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. You can go to the OG, just just plain strawberry strudel, and it's it's one of a kind. And then they built on it with a little cheese, a little cheese quake in there? Are you kidding me? And Pop-Tarts is still producing that Oreo bologna? Pop-Tarts, they got to step up their game. They're playing like it's the 90s. They got to elevate it. Speaking of the 90s, speaking of the 90s, I think I mentioned this before. Um, flight pay, which is something that pilots are, well, we get paid. It's a, uh, I guess, a bonus. What's it called? Uh, like, an, I guess an allowance. Just nice that the U.S. government pays me an allowance, like I'm a teenager, um, to to just fly multi-million-dollar airplanes. I thank you, thank you for my allowance this month, mom and dad. And the whole point of this is, let me backtrack, okay? Let me backtrack. You guys might have seen in the news that there was talk of single pilot operations. Okay, I'm going to refer to that single pilot ops. Ops is short for operations. You learn something, and apparently. Oh, a certain wing commander at a certain base, may or may not be the one I'm at, uh, sent a waiver, requested one, uh, to the AM, oh, yeah, sure, I'll just say it, an AMC commander that allowed for the training of single pilot operations. Now, again, everything I say on here is I, I do not have anything in front of me. This is all rumors. This is all social media based. I'm collecting the articles I've seen. I'm trying to put the story together. And just, you know, divulge it to my people here. Why would a cargo plane have single pilot operations? Well, there was people up in arms at first. Pilots, especially. Not a chance that a plane built for two pilots 
and then another crew member in the back. Like, there, there's not a chance I'm going to take that by myself. That's more risk on me. That's more decision-making on me. Can people do it? Probably. Can they do it safely? Sure. Does it enhance safety? Absolutely not. It's built for two pilots for a reason. So you can back each other up. There's checklists like that for a reason, right? Would you get on an airliner, a commercial flight, if you walked up and, and you just saw one pilot and they're like, hey, where's uh, where's Bill today? Oh, yeah, Bill called in sick, so I'm going to fly us across the ocean. Yeah, what if you have a heart attack? Ah, no, we're good. We're good. My, uh, my cholesterol is high, but I take medicine for it. You wouldn't get on the plane, right? That would make people super uncomfortable. And so that was the initial outrage. And then from what I've gathered, put an asterisk next to it, right? I don't know how true it is. They said, oh, well, they just wanted to test that in case uh, America was in combat and a war and like a, a co-pilot got shot or it was just like a super necessary thing, right? Somebody has a heart attack, uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh-oh. Someone said, did you hear that outside? I did not hear that outside. Let me pause this and come back. Let me pause this. One second. Oh, no. What did we hear outside? Toodaloo. Sorry about that. I'm back. I'm back. Um. Okay, so the text I got was, did you, I, I don't want to misquote this. Did you hear that outside? Question mark. Of course I didn't hear it because I was, I have headphones on. When I record the podcast, I have headphones, right? Like everybody else who does a podcast, they wear headphones. So you can like, you can gauge how loud you are. Anyway, so I paused it, right? Like a good Samaritan, put down what I was doing and I grabbed a baseball bat, wood one. So you know it's good. It's good lumber. And I go upstairs. I said, what did, what did you hear? My, my podcast was going. Recording it for the people. Right? I didn't hear. What are you talking about? Sometimes I hear like scuffles. And it's it's just hard to tell with headphones. It's like when you're wearing your AirPods. Right? And you can't hear what's going on in the outside world. And she said it sounded. There was a like a loud boom. So what do you mean? From what direction? Where, like, right outside or, like, in the vicinity of the neighborhood? Or She's like, no, nah, like, over there, like, right outside. And pointed towards our neighbor's house. And I'm like, well, and what did it sound like? It just sounded like somebody yelled boom. No, nah, it sounded like a, like a gunshot or a firework. And I don't think anybody's shooting, shooting fireworks right now. Insinuating, like, oh, I think I might have just heard a gunshot. And then she said, oh. You brought that and pointed to my bat. Oh, I'm sorry. You just said you might have heard a gunshot. I've seen Ninja Turtles. I'm going to start deflecting bullets, which is, I, I don't know. If I wake up tomorrow morning, well, I would hear the police probably rolling up if there was gunshots. And I don't hear them. Hopefully their sirens would, uh, would blare through these headphones. I don't know. Maybe I'll wake up and I got a dead neighbor. Maybe it's the... <laughs> Maybe from fireworks, the one that was just rude the whole time. I kept on checking her car. Hopefully not. That's dark. I'm sorry. That was dark. I'm more so poking fun at somebody who said, oh, did you hear that loud boom? I And then 
narrowed it down to I think it was a gunshot because people aren't shooting fireworks off. And then had the had the audacity to laugh at me for having a bat in my hands. I'm like, well, first off, I didn't know what the loud noise was that was outside. If it was someone trying to break in, well, then this bat's handy. But you just said, did you hear that outside? No, I did not hear it. I came to defend your honor like a gentleman. I brought the best piece of lumber I know. And you still going to make fun of me for it? Fine, you you go with your little pregnant belly. Just wiggle it around and hit him with it. <laughs> anyway, where were we at? Where were we at in the podcast? I had to just burn three minutes there explaining what the hell just happened. We were talking about the str- oh we were oh we talked about the strudel yeah we were talking about the single pilot ops okay so anyway, uh, why you would need to test that I don't know because if I'm ever flying with two people and myself or the co-pilot whoever gets shot and is incapacitated or has a health issue like a heart attack or a stroke like the other person at that point like that's that's all you got so at that point you're gonna have to land the plane or you know do your best we believe in you. Right. If you can't like if you can't, is it going to be difficult? Sure. It's going to be more difficult for some than others. Right. Your instructors, evaluators, they got so much time in the aircraft that they're very comfortable. They basically when you're flying with a student, feel like they're flying solo every time. I get that. Um, But that said, like, why would we ever have to like train to prove that? And so a lot of people, when they saw this waiver, thought, oh, they're literally trying to do this um, all the time. So we can, so we have more pilots to push out into airframes. Because if you haven't paid attention, there's a huge, like there has been for a decade or more, um, a huge pilot shortage in the Air Force. We're always hurting because pilots leave to go to the airlines where they get paid much, much more to have way less, less responsibility. Sounds like a good gig. Yeah, it is. That's the feedback everyone's gotten. That's why they continue to do it. And what do you know? The airlines are hiring because travel's picking up because COVID is not necessarily fake, but it wasn't necessarily real. Masks don't, they help, but they, oh, but do they mm, get a vaccine, COVID, boost it? Anyway, all to say that airlines still are pilots all the time. The uh, It's like when Karen tried to poach Stanley from the office, right? There's a good reference if you're an office fan. All to say, people are up in arms because they're like, I'm not flying a, a plane by myself. And rightfully so. If that's ever a thing. That it gets pushed to that level. That we're trying to fly uh, an aircraft designed for two pilots, minimum, right? Sometimes we fly with more, depending on, well, we don't have to. Depends on the mission. Sometimes you have to with rules and regulations. I won't get into that stuff. But if you're trying to give me more responsibility, pay me the exact same, make me make uh, have more. I got to do not all the radio calls. I got to do all the flying. I got to make all the decisions. And if you're saying, well, it sounds like a fighter aircraft, they fly missions for, like, not even half the time that a tanker pilot flies. They're also in a much more maneuverable aircraft. To, I mean, a cargo plane has all those people. One, It comes down to, like, res- I guess responsibility a little bit. Right? Fighters have to do it. That's why they're, that's why they're the best of the best. I don't know. You got to kind of be a pilot to understand this. The difference between them. But anyway, that said, um, flight pay came up. 
because they said that part of the reason they were going to single pilot ops was or moving towards it was pilot retention and they retain more pilots okay so i don't know if that's true i i doubt that's true we just we have not solved our pilot retention problem in a long long time uh so if you want to be a pilot the air force needs you and their training program is called 2.5 which i guess is supposed to be really really good 2.5 is just they're good numbers um but anyway, so flight pay has been around as a allowance to pay pilots a little bit more on the side for, uh, I don't know, doing their job or the responsibility. The thing is, like, okay, so people who are not military, I there's, like, we'll take a finance officer, a contracting officer, um, someone who does force support, like, they oversee the gyms and, like, cafeterias and all the logistics officer, right? Like, there's all these different... Captains get paid captain's pay. Like, plain and simple, based on whatever year group you are, how long you've been in that rank. You guys all, we all get paid the same base pay. If we're living in the same home station, like, uh, we all get paid the same housing allowance. It's a little bit dependent on, like, whether you have kids and, and you're married. But assuming you got, like, two single officers, one's a contracting officer, one's uh, one's a pilot. All their pay is going to be the same except for their allowances, give or take a little bit. So base or flight pay is what can, I guess it's like a thank you. I don't know. Motivation? I don't know. <coughs> I don't know how flight pay came about, but it's been around for a long time. I think it's supposed to be competitive pay with the airlines. What's comical about that is I did some digging, and let me share what I found. You like how I had to give like 10 minutes of background to get to what I actually want to talk about? Flight pay has not been increased since 1999. Here it is. I'm on Air Force, literally the Air Force website. Air Force uh, News. Air Force, oh, it's it's an incentive pay. Do you feel incentivized to be a pilot now so you get paid? Um, Air Force incentive pay for aviators with less than six years of aviation service hasn't been increased since 1980 1980 if you have less than six years of flying i currently just hit um six years no well yeah yes i did because it starts in for me it starts in pilot training so it started in 2015 so i cleared that hurdle maybe a couple months ago i saw my pay jump up um the most recent changes to incentive pay were made in 1999. So that you heard that right. Incentive pay to be a pilot, even though we have a pilot retention problem and people are going to the airlines because why? Oh, they get paid twice as much almost to do, let's say, to do less, have less responsibility, and you get paid more. You're staying in nicer places. Your logistics are taken care of for you. I mean, put it this way. We have to mission plan in the Air Force as pilots. Mission plan is not fun for anybody. It's a lot of work behind the scenes. If you're a commercial pilot, you just show to the plane. Someone mission plan for you. They hand you the papers, and you just got to fly what's on the paper. Pretty nice, right? To get paid, like, almost twice as much to go do that. You take off and land. You don't have to do any training missions. You don't have to worry about deployments. You don't have to... All that... Okay. So not to beat a dead horse. You guys starting to get the whole point, right? 
not changed since 1999, and some of it has not changed since 1980. That's 42 years. 42 years that we have not increased our pay. Based on 1999 alone, I looked at inflation. Inflation has increased, um, on average, it goes up 2.5% a year, the dollar is, okay? So it says here $6,000 in 1999 would be worth $9,000 in 2018. I don't have one for 2022 yet. Actually, let's do this. I can bump this up. Why did I not do that? I can bump it up to 2022. Okay. So $6,000. Oh, oh, let's just change the amount. Eee, there we go. Uh, let's see. Let's do $500. $500 in 1999 because that's what part of flight pay is. It's 500 bucks a month. So just in case you guys, people were getting paid $500 a month for flight pay back in the 90s, right? If you had like, I think, four or five years, you get close to around that. It starts at like 150 then year two goes to like 250 I could look it up, but that's too much work. Um, is it here? Let me find it. Yes. Okay. Here it is. Listen to these numbers carefully. Two or less years, 150 bucks. Over two years of flying, 250 and stays at 250 and stays at 250 and stays at 250 over 6 years $700 over 12 years $1000 over 22 years it goes down to 700 cuz they assume that you're working a desk job over 24 years you're probably a general at this point you're definitely not really flying much 450 okay so the peak is at over 12 years when do they get when do you hit 12 years Basically, when your service commitment's up and you can go to the airlines and they try to say, oh, well, we'll pay you a 1000 now. Again, that has not changed since 1999. The one that hasn't changed uh, at all is the one that's a dollar or 150 and 250 So let's look at those amounts. 150 bucks in 19... This is crazy. 1980. I have an inflation calculator. Okay, so that's what we're going off of. In today's world, $150 in 1980 is equivalent to $539 today. Did you guys hear that? $150 is now worth is now four, $539.40. That's a cumulative price increase of 259%. We'll call it 260, 260% increase. Okay. Here's what $150 is over the course of a year. $150 is $1,800. That's what you get paid to be in the books constantly getting your ass kicked uh, when you're going through UPT. Like, I get it. Pilots, when they're brand new, they're not stellar, right? But, like, you're asking us to sign up for a pretty uh, pretty tough gig. A lot, of, a lot of work goes into having a little bit of fun flying for the Air Force. And you're paying $1,800 a year. Okay, that's for the first two years. Now, 539, we said, well, I'm going to write this down, 1,800. If they kept this up with inflation from 1980 to what it is in tw two, you know, 2022, 539 times 12 is $6,468. That's almost a $5,000 difference that they're not paying pilots for just that first year. And then that second year when it's still 150, now think about it. Now that's an extra over 2 years an extra $10,000 in bonuses you've been getting paid. 
for my non-mathematicians. Keep up. Okay. We're now at $10,000 total. $10,000 extra in your bank because we are going to keep up with inflation for once. Okay, so now we're going to go two fifty, and this is for four years because we got to get to our six. Two fifty times twelve is three thousand a year. That's in nineteen eighty. In twenty twenty two, with inflation, it's nine hundred dollars. Interesting. So nine hundred times twelve is ten thousand. 800. We'll subtract the 3,000 from that, right? There's our difference in inflation. That's $7,800 a year difference. Let's take that. We'll times that by four for those four. That's years two, three. Sorry, that's three, four, five, and six. Okay. Four years that you get that we're getting paid $250 a month. When with inflation, it should be closer to 700. That's $31,200. Let's add our 10000 from years one and two. We're now at $41,200. How great is this? Huh? This is good, right? In six years, you've now made $40,000 more. $41,200. Now we're, now we're starting to compete. That's a lot of money. $40,000? And you got to think, most pilots, when they're starting, and I know I'm being biased towards the pilots, okay? I don't give a fuck. If your feelings are hurt, I don't care. Most pilots start flying out of college, right? They finish college, they graduate, they commission, they go to their UPT base, they're about 22, 23, some, maybe some are 24. That's vital. These are vital years in your mid to late 20s, right? Those first six years. Another $40,000, a car is paid off, a brand new SUV. Think about that, 40000 To some, that's chump change. To me, that's a ton of money. Don't make fun of me for it. Now, let's dive into the heavy hitters here. Year six, right? We're dabbling with that. We're going to go six for years six through 12. Right, so really it's years 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Because after that, it's over 12 years. You guys keeping up? Sweet. So 7 through 12 on these years. The Air Force right now is paying us 700 bucks a month. A lot of responsibility, though. Okay? Because now at these years, you're probably a, an aircraft commander, an instructor pilot. Some people are evaluator pilots. So you're not only are you flying a lot, you're responsible for a lot. When you accept the aircraft from maintenance, it's your plane. Anything happens to it, your ass is on the line. Your wings are on the line. Your reputation's on the line. Like, it's it's not all just fun and games, okay? Multi, multi-million dollar planes that you're signing out like a library book. And if you don't bring that book back in pristine condition as you took it, you better have a good reason for it. Otherwise, your ass is on the chopping block. Sounds fun? Oh, I know. That's why they pay you 700 bucks a month as an incentive pay. So 700 times 12 every year, that's $8,400. So we'll times that by six, okay? So that's $50,400 over six years. Sounds decent, right? 
And based on the article from from the Air Force, I'll put in 1999, so we're being fair. So we don't know exactly what was manipulated in 1999, but something was. Right? So I'm going to go the conservative route here, and we'll put in 1999 to 2022. 700. With inflation, 700 in 1999 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $1,245 today. That's an increase of $545 over 23 years. Right? Okay, so let's do that math now. You guys just let me use my calculator. I appreciate that. Anybody doing this math in their head? 1,245 times 12 is 14,940. Now I got to take that. I got to times it by 6. That's 89,640. Now we take that number and we're going to subtract the pre-inflation We come out to a grand difference, 39,240. Now, 39,240, we're going to add to $41,200. And that's a grand total of $80,440 of incentive pay that pilots are not receiving because our, our Air Force does not want to pay us a rate equivalent to the rate of inflation. Yet, and for anyone who is like, oh, why are you whining? You're, you're bitching, right? You're bullshitting. Not everything can keep up with inflation. Guess what has to keep up with inflation? Our housing allowance has to try, keyword try, to keep up with inflation. Like the housing market this last year went up like, I think it was 5 or 6%. The Air Force raised um, BAH, base allowance housing, is what it's called, at 2.5%. So actually a little bit less than half. It was like a third of what inflation and housing actually was. And when you're talking inflation and housing, you're talking two dollars $400,000 houses based on where you live, right? Like some people are living in California trying to buy a house for their family, and inflation's going up by 5% on homes. Could you guys imagine that? A $400,000 house with a 5% that's $20,000. I don't know if I'm doing that math. Yeah, that's $20,000. So that a $400,000 house is now being like probably going for like 440, 450, right? It's actually worth 20,000 more, but with the That's why they're bringing the interest rates and pushing them up. So let's grab um what's let's do 400,000 times 0 0.025. Oops. Don't you love it when you hit the wrong button on this calculator? Yeah. You're talking like half. Ten. So what we're getting paid to live... So if you... Here's how I'm trying to get people to understand this. Housing in Texas is fairly affordable depending on where you're at. At least in West Texas. It was okay. The rate that I got paid... For my home, I would say it could definitely be increased, but it was doable. It was definitely doable. A lot of people have to end up paying out of pocket. Now, if I got dropped orders, and they said, "Hey, you're picking up to, and you're moving to California." Uh, there's a base. There is there's a base by Los Angeles. Could you imagine? 
and you got to buy a home there. Oh, but you can live on base. It's very, very competitive. Depending on your situation, married, single, kids, no kids, there are times that you don't get to have a place on base, right? You don't get to have a house. Also, if you live on base, they take they take all of your housing allowance. Now, there are times that that's very good, like in a inflated housing market. That's phenomenal, right? Because then you, I guess you're getting to live for cheaper, right? You just like you don't make any of that money. But a lot of people see housing as a uh, that's an investment. Over time, that home, if you maintain it, should appreciate. And so what you're doing is you're missing out on the opportunity to invest in a home and real estate and let it appreciate over time, which it should do. And then you sell it and you make a profit and you're able to provide for your family more. Right. So there's a give and take. But it's not just like, oh, the housing market's fucking me over. Let me just move on to base real quick. That's not how it works. You cannot can't just do that. A lot of people, um, there's people that really like living on base and there's other people. It, it depends on where you're at, right? depends on the base. depends on what's um, like physically on the base. How many food options are there? Is the grocery store open seven days a week? A lot of them aren't. Um, so if you need something, you got to go off base anyway. What's the crime like around the base? So anyway, not to go down the, the, the rabbit hole here, but all this to say. If you ever read an article on why so many pilots are leaving the Air Force to go to the airlines, just remember, in 12 years, the Air Force is paying every single pilot $80,500 less than they should based on inflation. They have not changed the value of flight pay uh, to be proportionate to that of inflation. Not changed, They have not changed it since 1980. 42 years ago and they have not changed anything after six years since 1999. That is so outdated and that's how you're treating what you want to promote as the best of the best and we need you and we want you to stay but we're not going to even try, not even try to pay you competitive uh, to what the commercial airlines can pay you. That should be that should be appalling to people, right? I don't know. I'm probably not as appalled at, as those numbers as I should be just because I've seen them before. Um, well, I haven't seen those exact numbers before. That was the first time I ran it, but I knew flight pay was not proportionate and it doesn't increase. They haven't increased in a long time. So if you're ever talking to your uncle and you're like, hey, why did you leave? I thought I just heard a cat in this basement. You know how freaky that is? The door shut. We don't own a cat. I think it was just my uh, my chair squeaking. Oh, my God. I felt the the hair that doesn't exist on the back of my neck stand up. Ooh. Ooh, it got me. But anyway, do I, do I need to expand on that anymore? Not the cat, but the, the flight pay. Is that not... Okay, so that's... The whole reason that I brought this up was the single pilot ops. Personally, it pissed me off because I'm like, really? This is when the rumor mill was going around, right? It was just a rumor mill. Like, you want to keep us, then pay us. Pay us competitively. I will also throw this two cents out there. There is no pay bump when you go from a basic co-pilot to an aircraft commander 
to an instructor, to an evaluator, right? Like these are all progressions that every pilot tries to make in their career. And in any other job ever, when you get promoted and you take on more responsibility and more work, and you're now teaching things to people that are new, because you're an expert in your craft, you get paid more. Those are called promotions. Promotions come with pay bumps. In the Air Force, they do not. You get promoted based on your rank. Lieutenant, first lieutenant, uh, sorry, second lieutenant to first lieutenant is basically automatic. First lieutenant to captain is basically automatic. As long as you don't get a DUI or super, like, if you don't do anything really, really stupid, you keep your nose clean, you're fine, right? And it's not till about year 10 where you go from captain to major. And it gets a little competitive, but they need us, so it's not super competitive in the pilot world. Not as competitive as it has been um, probably more like a decade ago. It always fluctuates. It always fluctuates because our models are always outdated and behind. Oh, we got too many people. Let a, let a whole bunch go. Well, we need them all, so just, just promote them all. That said, the promotion system is based on time and service and your rank and not your uh, expertise in what it is that you do for the government. Does that make sense? Think about, think about it this way, okay? You work for Amazon. Um, the guy who's been there for 20 years... Even though he works out on the line and can't tell his left from his right, gets paid more than you, even though you're the, uh, you've been there for five years, you got hired as a regional manager because you have experience at another big corporation. So they brought you on because of your expertise. This is a bad example. <laughs> this is such a bad example. But they bring you on. Because you got a lot of expertise, and the guy on the floor is making more money than you because he's been there longer. That's a bad example. Because really, in the Air Force, you start at the same time as as your as your peers. Here's a better example. Um, two people started Amazon at the exact same time. One of them is a fast burner. Amazing at their job. They're on a fast track. They get promoted multiple times. Outstanding performance. Um, stellar on all their reviews. They move to different departments. They learn different things around Amazon. How to run the business, right? How the how the line works. Very well versed in the company. The other one who started five years, we'll say same time, right? Now five years has passed. Hasn't made a whole lot of progress. Um, but it's also like on pace. Those people get paid the exact same thing. Right, so in the Air Force, you have to find ways to really, really distance yourself from your peers so that your performance review looks better, so you're competitive with your own friends, which is never fun. And then, at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to, uh, the whole, I don't know, maybe I'm different, the whole reason I do it is for the paycheck. There's a lot of pros as well, like I enjoy flying and all that, but a lot of what it boils down to is how much money am I making and how much can I support my family and provide, right? Like, at the end of the day, that's the why. If I'm not going to continue to go fly planes if I'm not getting paid. If they just said, hey, you want to do this for free? 
no, I got to be able to make a living, right? Like, duh. And so that's what's frustrating about it is you get paid the exact same thing as the person to your left and right, even though you may have twice as much responsibility, okay? And I'm saying this as a person who was a co-pilot for a long time and had peers that were instructors while I was a co-pilot. After, you know, if you didn't know my backstory, I had some injuries. I'm also just a dirtbag. So um, now aircraft commander, quote unquote. And so none of that comes with a pay bump at all. Is that not the weirdest thing? Isn't that why you work hard at your job? Like if you're motivated and you're showing up with a good attitude, the Air Force just goes, thanks. And any other job would be like, dude, this guy is like, he's standing out from the crowd comes in he works his butt off he's positive he brings up good feedback he's proactive right he gets everything in by his deadlines he's making sales left and right like this guy is on he's on the right track okay well just uh every like all all five of those guys just promote them all at the same time and uh well yeah but what about this one guy that's standing out we've given him like 90 percent of the responsibility don't you think we should pay him more? No. Just pay. How long have they all been here? They all been here the same amount of time working for the company? Yep. Yeah, just pay them all the same. <laughs> Is there a perfect solution? No. I don't have one to propose. I really don't. Right? Uh, the rank structure back in the day was just, I think it's just different than what it is now. And I'd have to do a lot of research to, to formulate a better argument and a solution. But that said, that's why the flight pay is so important for pilots. Because we're not going to get f- between year four when you put on captain and year, uh, I guess, 10. So those six years, you're flying your butt off. You're deployed. Not to say other career fields don't work hard. They do, some of them, unless you're finance. Ooh, shots fired. Got them. And, uh, yeah, you just you're busy and you're grinding and you're grinding. And you're taking care of your family, and you just eighty thousand dollars left on the table because we don't want to pay our pilots. And it's not just pilots. Just so you guys know, uh, boom operators get this. Loadmasters, anybody that's on an air crew gets this pay. That's the incentive for being a flyer, going TDY, leaving your family, right? Taking, um, I guess, more inherent risk by being on an aircraft. There's a lot of, like, most people can go home in the Air Force and not have to open a book and study, right? Tomorrow's Monday. I have a flight. I studied for that flight. I prepared for it. Most people walking into finance or contracting or force support or logistics didn't open a book this weekend and study for their job. Didn't fucking do it. They don't need to, right? They're in that type of job. They're in a 9 to 5. Is it difficult? Yeah, they have bad days. Some things are tough, right? I'll throw them a bone. 100%. I get that. They were taught how to be experts in their craft. We are constantly teaching and learning and having to retain knowledge. We, we, can't, we don't have the time at a desk when you're in the, in the plane to just look something up and take an hour or two to solve the problem, right? Decisions have to be made quick. And if you're not paying me to do my job the way you want me to do it, people, and I'm, I, I say me, but all, people are going to start looking to bounce. See ya. What's it? Let's look this up just to put this. And that's that's just in those first 12 years. So when people are like, are you going to do it for 12? I don't know. If I was getting paid an extra $80,000, I'd 
I might. Think about how much money that is to put into your college, you know, uh, funds for your kids to save up. Like I said, 80000 in 12 years, that's, you can buy two or three cars. There's so much you can do with that money. You can invest it, and in 12 years, it's way more. Average cost, I got so off topic on this, and I'm going to guess I'm well over an hour. Who's still listening to this? You guys hanging on with me? We're an hour and eight minutes. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Um, average pay of a commercial pilot. It says in India. Who's looking that up? That's false. It says $93,300 per year average for commercial pilots. That's... Mm. That's not necessarily true. Because uh, starting... Well, you get paid like very little starting out. It says... Because you're on a probation year. So for those that didn't know, a lot of times... It says, okay, so the median salary for airline pilots is 114200 But starting pay for regional airline first officer could be as little as $28,000. That's like a very, very regional, small airplane. And you're the co-pilot. And it's like the... It's, it's called probation year my understanding and they're just trying to figure out like are you safe once you get off your proba- probation year usually your salary quadruples yes you heard that right quadruples which puts you into a hundred thousand range so the only reason that, that hundred fourteen thousand is low is because of those probation years um highest paid commercial pilot three hundred eight thousand dollars 747 pilot makes this is the national average for a Boeing is 56,000. Yeah, no, it's not. That's wrong. Nice try. Yeah, people are earning like anywhere from 150,000 to 200,000. Maybe more. Are airline pilots rich? And the thing is, it's just going to go up. Because guess what? The airlines need pilots. So they're going to start paying them more and promoting them more. Right? Giving them bonuses. Not to mention you stay in five-star hotels. Your travel's coordinated for you. For the most part. Right? It's all paid for. You just got to tip people here and there. For carrying your bags. Um, Flying for FedEx is the highest paying job among U.S. carriers. With 30-year pilots making roughly $300,000. Not counting overtime or bonuses. That's That's the kicker. The overtime and the bonuses is where you make your money. Just saying. I'm not going to say what my salary is on an annual basis. It's not bad. Um, it says the al- the average salary for a Delta pilot, um, 12 years as a captain, is about 266000 And for a five-year first officer, 161000 Both those numbers are well high. Uh Sorry, much higher than what I'm paid. Think about that. So year 12 in the Air Force, you're making 120 maybe. If you take out your BAH, you're probably making... I would say I'll, I'll throw BAH in there. It's going to be different for everybody, but maybe like 120 would be average, would be my guess. That's a 12 years. You make two hundred sixty-six 
$1,000 on average. You can add another $100,000 to your bank account every year. So in 10 years, that's a million dollars more that you would make. Look at that math. And you wonder why people are making the switch. I don't know. I'm just saying. So our response was, oh, let's do single pilot ops. Again, like I said, I think it was blown out of proportion um, as the rumor mill kind of like walked itself back and why they're doing it. But again, why do you even need to test that? I don't know. So we'll keep an eye on it. I'll update people because uh, it got a lot of attention. I had some friends not in uh, the pilot world text me about it because it originated out of the base that I'm at. But, you know, what can you do about it? Um, that said, did you guys know that President Biden came down with COVID? Did you see that in the news? You probably didn't. I swear they tried to hide it. They definitely tried. They just like, I found it. I, they just snuck it in. Um, he tested positive for COVID last Thursday per an announcement from the White House. The 79-year-old commander-in-chief. This dude is almost 80 years old and he's running our country. The average 80-year-old is in a nursing home. Uh, he, who is, here's the kicker. He's twice vaccinated and twice boosted. Is also receiving the antiviral drug Paxlovid. Paxlovid? How do you say that? Uh, it minimizes COVID symptoms. Interesting. I've never once heard of that being prescribed. Never. Ever, ever, ever. And I don't work in the medical field, so maybe that's common. I've missed it. But I've never once on the news seen that there's a drug that minimizes your COVID symptoms. A.K.A. isn't that the fucking point of the vaccine and the booster shots? I will say that again. Isn't that the whole point of the vaccine and the booster shots to minimize your symptoms? Because at first it was, oh, if you get the shot, then you can't get COVID, right? You can't get COVID if you get the shot. You're vaccinated. Oh, but then we walk that one back too. Well, it just uh, it, it, it dampens the symptoms down. So if you get it, it won't be that bad. Really? Okay. But then we need to get boosted. We're going to get that turbo boost, huh? That turbo? So then you got to go get boosted. So not only has he gotten the vaccine, he got boosted twice. But boost, the double B. Then when he gets it, it's clearly not enough. And he has to take an antiviral drug to minimize the symptoms that clearly the booster shots are not uh, minimizing. Just saying. It also says, notably, when former President Trump got uh, COVID in 2020, none of those medical interventions were available. Biden tweeted that he was, quote, keeping busy and, quote, doing great. Hold on. Let's dissect this. When you get COVID, what are you supposed to do? Stay home, isolate, don't talk to anybody, Right. And wait it out for five days. Is that not? Is that still a thing? If you test positive for COVID, your employer says, "Go the fuck home, dude. Don't even look at me. Don't cough on me." <laughs> you just clear your throat. Everybody panics. Why are you all worried? You're vaccinated. Um, that's. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, right? If you get COVID, you're laying under the covers, watching Netflix for five days. Are you that sick? 
I don't know, maybe. But Biden gets COVID. <coughs> Ironically, I actually did have to cough. That wasn't <laughs> that wasn't for the podcast. Gets Biden gets COVID. Sorry, my commander in chief that I don't like to poke fun at gets COVID and then keeps busy. What does that mean? What do you mean you're keeping busy? In your room by yourself? That's what I would hope that means. Are you walking around the, the White House coughing on other people? Because you know, old, he's probably handing out butterscotch candies. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just made my myself laugh. I don't know why that popped into my head. You guys know that old old men always have those butterscotch candies they're handing out. That's too good of a joke to pop into my head at like a mi- an hour and 10 minutes. Who's even listening at this point? Hopefully everybody. All 12. We've amped it up from 10 to 12 people. How fucking funny is that? I got to write that down. Butterscotch. That's all I got to write. Butterscotch and I'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, if you guys didn't know, I'm trying to gather jokes that I either talk about on here unintentionally or intentionally things that pop into my head and and come up with like maybe a 15 minute skit maybe 15 minutes to like stand up well I actually do it probably not but then I'll have it I'll have it on paper right what do you know um sorry the second part of his his quote that he he tweeted so we got mad at Trump for having a Twitter account and again I'm not a huge fan of Trump okay won't you won't see me holding up a foam finger for that guy? Uh, definitely had his flaws. Okay, I'm not gonna get into the the politics because people would debate that all day. Plenty of flaws on that guy, just like there's everybody. Uh, a few more on him, but the one thing that he did, he was active on Twitter, and people were all up in arms. But now you have a 79 year old man who's on Twitter as well. Why is why is President Biden tweeting? Trump's old, but, like, he's been on TV as a reality star. It makes a little bit more sense for him to tweet. But Biden, hey, come on, Grandpa. What do you got, like, the BlackBerry? The one, the phones that slides out? Is that, like, the Phoenix Edge? Uh, He's doing great. So you have COVID, but you're doing great. So just know, if you ever get COVID, and your employer says go home, you can just tell them, hey, I'd like to stay here and keep busy because I'm doing great. Hey, how was it with COVID when you were at home for five days? Oh, I kept busy and I was doing great. Oh, then why were you at home? Uh, I don't know. I got the vaccine. Just the fucking irony of this shit that goes on. Again, I'm reading this from a news article. Who knows if he actually tweeted that stuff. I'd like to think it's true. Um... There's so much more I wanted to talk to, and I got on that rant about flight pay. Pay me more. Pay me more. It's tough, man, because everybody everybody who's flying this new plane, right? There's so many big cargo tanker aircraft pilots that, and it translates so well to going and flying for the airlines. And after we've done what we do with so much work that goes into one flight and all the training currencies we have to keep, and the list goes on and on of the responsibilities, and it's... It is exhausting, right? Military life gets exhausting. To cut those in half or even like down to a third and just basically double your pay to do nicer things, 
that's why people are leaving. And so pilots get to this 12-year point. So here's here's how this works because I didn't explain this properly. A pilot has a 10-year co- commitment to the Air Force. Okay. Normally, pilot training, by the time you get there and you finish and you get to your first station, pilot training is about two years. Okay, so do the math. Your your 10-year commitment starts after you get your pilot wings. So those first two years don't count towards anything when you're flying. You get flight pay, but you don't get anything else. Um, well, it doesn't count towards your, your commitment to the Air Force. So it took... By the time I got done with pilot training, um, I just was kind of the last one to go, I guess. Just kind of slow. Um, personally, I'm slow. But I just like the paperwork side of the house, and I don't know. I was just one of the last ones to get picked up and go. So I was probably closer to three years by the time my 10-year commitment started. So I will be closer to 13 years time served in the Air Force, about 12 and a half, 13, when my commitment to the Air Force as a pilot is up. At that point, I will have a decision to make. Do I want to stay in or do I want to go work for the airlines? Or do I want to go do something else completely different? And that's what's challenging is if you look at the flight pay, where does it go to a big boost? It goes from 700 to like, what, 1200 at year 12. They do it right when you have that decision to make. But then all that time before that, they just don't keep up with inflation. It's just a dangerous game that they're playing. And then now that's, you know, I think it's you can take a $125,000 bonus to stay in the Air Force for five or six or seven years. You take that money up front. Oh, but Uncle Sam, he taxes that, and it's at a pretty high tax rate. I don't want to I, – I can look this up, but it's over 20%. So immediately, it might even be higher than that. It might be closer to 30 so basically, out of that one hundred twenty-five thousand, you're getting like ninety-five, hundred grand. And you do a lump sum right up front, or you can uh, divvy it up and get paid a bonus every single year. People have done the math. You will make more money if you go to the airlines right away. My argument is just pay us what we're worth when we're worth it. And quit waiting until all of a sudden it's decision time because at that point people's minds have been made up. Just pay us for what we do on a daily basis and uh, we'll keep working hard. I got to end on a, on, a, on a better note. Um, here's a good one. I'm going to jab at Biden again. He gave a speech the other day on climate change. Uh, what was it? He won't be around to see the climate change. We all know that. And that's fine. It's not a jab at him. He's old. He lived a good life, right? Made it all the way up to president. What's next? I don't know. How do you go from, you're going to go from president to nursing home? You worked your entire life. You finally got the presidency of the United States. You're one of the most powerful men, if not the most powerful in the entire world. And your next stop is a nursing home. Oh, just the downfall, the plummet. But uh, he had to give a speech on climate change and i think what he was pitching was everybody just needs to start biking to work oh we got him if you didn't get that joke it's because biden was biking and he fell off if yeah if you had to think about it it's not a good i uh, i could have delivered that better Jeez, louise drop the bike i mean the ball shit well anyway 
that's going to wrap up the podcast um, episode 18 on this lovely July 24th. I will be back on Thursday. I got a couple flights this week, and then we'll check in on you on Thursday. Oh, what day is that? I don't know. Why does my computer give me notifications? I just want to see my... Oh, it's the 28th. So I'll be back like 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, right in there. Right in there. But I got to get a podcast in because before I move, once I start the move process, oh, shit's just going to be everywhere. It's going to be a nightmare. So we'll get one more in. Thanks for Thanks for sticking in this whole time. We're at a minute 25, or sorry, an hour and 25. It shows you how tired I am. I'll make you feel good, right, when I go fly tomorrow by myself. Super pull ups. Um, right into the podcast, though, what the hell podcast at gmail.com. I will reveal the names that we've narrowed down um, and give your name inputs. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>